Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there. COVID's still around. We know that. But people are going outside. You can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does, the mayor of Kingstown. We are here to talk about episode six of season one, entitled Every Feather. Every Feather, directed by Guy <laughs> Furland. This is the uh, second episode he directed. He directed last week's episode and written by Taylor Sheridan. And I want to give a quick shout out to Mr. Omar1975 for another great review on the old Apple podcast. We really appreciate it. If you want to give us a review, say hi or send us an email. We have some feedback today. You can do that at dvrpodcast.com or you can hit that email actually is dvrpodcast at gmail.com. But you can also check out the website. You can also check us out at our Patreon if you'd like to support the podcast. That's patreon.com slash DVR. We really do appreciate that. That keeps actually I got to do that. Pretty soon, I had I had gotten a good deal on a couple of years for the website with the uh, unlimited hosting, and now I got to re-up that pretty soon. So we do appreciate that, patrons. We have actually some feedback from two patrons, both Gina and Brett. But before I keep on yapping, I want to hear Heath's voice. What up, Heath Solo? Whoa, my time to yap. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to talk like this the whole podcast. <laughs> the heck no. What up, Folo? I'm excited. What an episode. Uh, Hit it out of the park again. Uh, Very intense. But I'm happy to be here. It's raining in Southern California, but I like it. Oh, man. So I'm I'm excited to talk today about the show. What's that song? It don't rain in California. You remember that song? Oh, it's a... Yeah. I don't <laughs> The Colin Crows, Colin Crows in Long know. December? No, that's a different one. <laughs> oh, is that a different one? If you go no he goes, if you're gone to California, wish you would none of Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. Song. There's a lot of songs about California, baby. There yeah. are a lot. Uh but yeah, this was a great episode. Um we saw a lot of things coming together. We had been talking about that. Hey, what what's Yo. up with the Sam storyline? Blah blah blah, and think you know Iris. Things are obviously coming together here in episode six, but I do want to make a correction. Okay, and again, Solo. What was did right. I screw up? No, 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 <laughs> you didn't. I screwed up. Oh, okay. Okay, I mixed up Sam and Akim, uh, or Akim, right? You told right. me that I was doing that, and I did because they're both, I guess, nephew cousins, you know. And so Sam, obviously, this week we see Sam is the prison guard from episode one, right? And right. that got in trouble with the letter. That is Mandela Van Peebles. Akim is Drew Davis, who is is another young actor who also totally coincidentally, both his mom and dad are actors. So it's like, he also comes (laughs) from a family of actors, um, but not the Van Peebles crew. So I do apologize, but both of these young guys are very talented. Sam gets an opportunity to do some more acting, uh, the character Sam on this episode, but I do want to make that correction. Brett had also, uh, brought me up to speed and solo you did tell me that last week and i should have listened to you well you know 
you listen to me one out of four comments. So <laughs> that one you should have. I think you were going for five in a row, not listening to me. But that's okay. I mean, you know, you're the one usually corrected me, but um, that high, the Hakeem one I knew, but the, I didn't know the Van Peoples. I just yeah. trusted you, Axel. Yeah. Well, what but happened? it is true though. Sam is. Uh, Mario Van Peebles' son and Melvin Van Peebles' grandson. And you can really see it. I, I, I said it to my wife what, when it came on. I was like, oh, I was wrong. As soon as I saw him, I knew. And I was like, yep, I was wrong. Um, I just screwed up the names. Um, I'll rack it there with my Evelyn Foley mess up. Yeah, it happens, baby. But another thing real quick, too, is I wanted to say that I had identified P-Dog as a leader. I thought that... Inside the prison, maybe there was a difference between the Crips and maybe the Muslims. Like, usually in prison there is, but in this case, it looked as though they were either nation, black Muslim, and also they are Crips. So we found that it, it was confirmed on this episode where they talked about, hey, we rounded up the three Crip leaders. One of those is P-Dog, who we saw getting served the shit, getting beaten, in the sh- and then in the shower as well. So he is a Crip who is obviously affiliated. He's one of Bunny's guys. So we do want to make that connection uh, clear on that one. Um, one more thing before we get to the show ratings, I did a little check and yeah, it turns out it looks like mayor of Kingstown is doing very well. Um, it, it not only is doing well on streaming, but it's also doing well on, uh, when it was aired on CBS. So, and on the Paramount Network, they aired it after Yellowstone, it, as we talked about. So it's been getting good ratings. Um, it got like almost 3 million people in the post-Yellowstone slot, which, nice. I mean, when we hear that, I mean, today you go, nice. But then I, the other day, um, I was listening to a podcast, and they were saying that when Lucille Ball, because they were talking about the new Lucy and Desi um, mm-hmm. movie, that they, to that they regularly got 26 million viewers. Like that was like <laughs> an average. <Yeah>. Three stations. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and now they're like, Yellowstone did awesome. It got almost 2.6 million people, right? Uh, and a point nine. But that is a very... That's that's good ratings. So basically the word on the street is this. This show will continue if Jeremy Renner wants it to. So it's, okay. it seems like if he's into the show and he wants to keep on doing the show, they'll do another season. So I'm just extrapolating that this may mean solo for us as podcasters, people watching the show. This might mm-hmm. be one of those shows where it's like 18 months before the next season comes out. You know right, right, right. He goes and does a movie. He does, you know, some Marvel shit, blah, 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 you know, and he takes a little break. He's a little overexposed right now. Maybe you'd say with both this and Hawkeye, you know, so it might yeah. be he takes a little break. So, um, but I was happy to find out uh, that. The critics are critics are kind of turning like at first it was a little harsher. Now it's better. So we got a good positive buzz, good ratings. So I like it. Makes me feel good. All right. Me too. That's it, baby. That's it. That's it. Let's end the show. (laughs) Oh, oh, you want me to do feedback first or do you want to dive in? Do you you, you have something to say? Do you want to dive in? Because I feel like I've been talking a lot. No, 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 no. Um, I just want to kind of clarify, and I don't know, because this week we're just we're going the old Heath Axel uh, montage yes. of just our minds. Yep. Um, so Pete, I was thinking of Pete, mm-hmm. and then after the scene this week, we kept saying like, "Is he Russian? Ukrainian? Is he? Do you think he's the head of the Aryan Brotherhood? Because it seemed like Mike and him had a connection from when he was inside. It was led to be." You know, I so I was thinking that. Yeah, I do. I th- I think you're right about that, and I think that there. But I think just like with what I was, I think there's overlap, right? Like I think that in some instances, the gangs there would be a, a an Aryan gang, and like the Russians, I think they are different, but I think they also work together, and there's some overlap there. 
Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking that. I'm like, because we have, you know, a lot of the Russian storyline. And I'm like, but they don't seem connected with Pete and the Russians. They don't, you know, like you said, maybe inside. Directly. Because right. of the color yep. of your skin. Yep. No, I agree maybe with they you. Yeah. Gravitate to yep. that. Yep. Right. No, you're right. He's the, he's like, basically, I guess you, to simplify it, we could just basically say, Bunny heads the black dudes, Pete, Pete or Duke you're talking about, right? Duke, well, yeah, uh, Mike calls him Pete, though. Yeah, I like, I like Duke. Duke because I just, I kind of, I just think that reminds me of G.I. Joe, like Duke. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, they haven't, I don't think they've used Duke in the <laughs> They haven't, the they show, only used they? it in one of the Maybe once. Time. I, I think they called him the Duke. Maybe called him Flint. Yeah, there you go, or Flint or Lady J. Um, Mike could be a good, like, tunnel rat, you know? I think that that would be a good one. Uh, yeah. But I think you are correct. And I think it's like he heads the white dudes, you know, and then the Russians are part of the white dudes, but also their own thing. Yeah. Outside, yeah, exactly. do, you know, in the streets, they yep. do their own thing out of yep. prison. Yeah. I was just confused because the actor, I believe it's David Howard, uh, plays Duke, a.k.a. Pete. He just he's played like I think Russians and different he definitely ethnic, has. Uh, different um, dialects before. So that's why I just assumed he was Russian playing a Russian. But then I started listening to him and his accent is kind of neutral ish, but mm-hmm. has a twang. But uh, and then I realized, you know, the people around him and then the stuff with Mike, I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. I think you're right about that. And I, I think because, you, he's not relaying any messages from Milo. He's not, you know what I mean? He doesn't right. have any connection. Joe the to Russian's the, taking care of that. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have any connection to the strip club. He's not talking to Iris. So you're, yeah. you're correct about that. So I think that that is, it'll be interesting to see if that um, distinction comes into play as these groups as their loyalties go back and forth, right? Like where it'll become very apparent to us who is really against who or with who, right? Like now we can mm-hmm. see definitely, because it's interesting, you're right. Like Pete doesn't mention Bunny. Bunny doesn't mention Pete, right? Like they don't mention each other by name like that. Um, they just talk about the Peckerwoods or their people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think it's right. interesting. You said that a few times. Yeah. Peckerwoods. It was Cracker last week. It's Peckerwood this week. And I like it. Um, <laughs> Peckerwood. But that's a good, I, I'm glad you brought up that distinction because I think that, like I said, I think that's going to become more apparent as, and as soon we'll be like, oh, of course that guy, you know, we'll find out more about him. But that's part of this show is like it's it's a puzzle, but it's not yeah, like again, Game of Thrones but, yeah. where they're mentioning it like the Lannisters, the blood. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's even I'll hard. start. Yeah, exactly. It's a little I'll harder to Giuseppe. figure out. <laughs> oh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> is that the, is that the Super Mario Brothers Game of Thrones Monopoly <laughs> version? <laughs> um, yes, it is. All right. Coming soon. Let's jump into the feedback. OK. Because we, we haven't had right. too much, and I like it. Uh, let's give people a shout-out. So Gina wrote, just gave me a quick message and said, if she could remember correctly, last episode, it was called. we had an episode called Orion, and both Bunny and Mike sat there looking at the stars, talking about Orion, and I talked about some histories. But Gina th- said, if she remembered correctly, Orion is a hunter, which we had talked about and at may hunt the big bear, which is the big dipper. So there's a connection there. Now I looked it up and I found that that's the, the history is actually a little bit different. Orion was, um, play, was a giant huntsman that Zeus placed among the stars and it was hunting, um, the, the plate, the Pleiades, the, and other, uh, the dogs, the Canis minor and major are his dogs, but he's hunting either Taurus, the bull, um, or, uh, uh, Lepus, the hare. So I don't know that that is true the, with the bear, but I think it's interesting that they're setting up maybe different stories. 
who's Orion, who like is is Mike the Bear, like is the Big Dipper, right, controlling everything? Who's the hunter? Orion. Who does that make that hunter then? Is that maybe is that Milo or is that Bunny? You know, who has his dogs that are going out to get people? Sounds like maybe Milo. So I thought that that I took that in a different direction, but I appreciate the thoughts, Gina. What did it make you think of, Solar? Do you know anything about this shit? My Milo, I was young. I used to call your name. Well, that's Shiloh. Sorry, Neil Diamond. Um, no, I, I don't know much. I don't know. I'm going to sing a song for You're everything. Really sing- You're stuff. singing a lot today. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really. I just, I looked at it more as them just like him just, Mike just flash it in what knowledge he has and kind of having a conversation. I really didn't look as deep into it. But, but yeah, no, I like, I like the correlation between you know what we're seeing in the show and then little references like that that look like throwaway just chilling conversations you know might have some deeper meaning yeah uh, but knowing this show it, it's definitely something that's probably connected and there's a reason why they they showed they showed us that we haven't seen the bear in a little while mike hasn't mentioned going yeah. off to cook it seems i mean obviously things in kingstown have heated up he doesn't have much time to think about that. Um, no, he's sleeping at the office. He's yeah. not going to the cabin much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. The cabin's getting dusty. Um, all right. Thank you, Gina, a patron, the great patron. All right, Gina. And also was my co-host on impeachment. Go out and listen to that. Uh, we did. We covered that, the Ryan Murphy impeachment. Yeah, if you're feeling impeached, go for exactly. it. Exactly. All right. I the would. next one's from Brett. Brett, also a patron and a podcaster uh, with us on Westworld TheoryCast. Brett says, this is one of my favorite series of the year. Thank you for untangling it every week. You're welcome. I have a couple things to ask about this episode, and this is going to get us into talking about it. What is the favor that Milo needs that only Mike can do? And is it a mistake for Mike not to hear him out? Mike Milo is willing to pay in women, but he would probably pay him in money as well. Payment in exchange for favors is Mike's business, right? Maybe he blames Milo for Mitch's murder, but unless Alberto and Milo are connected, it seems like it was an unfortunate accident and Mike is letting his emotions cloud his better judgment. Mayor Mitch was willing to work with Milo. I don't think the teaser in scene the teaser scene in episode four is a flashback. I think the newspaper clipping represents Milo's end goal, and he wants to be focused and reminded of it constantly, like during his morning coffee. What that goal is, I'm not sure. Maybe he needs that land for something, or maybe the 200000 was just a drop in the bucket of what's still buried out there. Mm. Uh, ding, 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 ding. There you go. Because, yeah, see, my thought originally, because... You know, that that teaser really bothered me. I'm like, why is it there? Especially if it's a flashback. But it, it's a great point, Brent, because it could mean more. Because remember I said maybe he wants to buy the land or, mm-hmm. I mean, he wants to do something. I felt there was something more with the land. And the fact that they had that teaser and showed it, the auction, I just was like, okay, what's going on? Um, I happened to see the preview for next week. So I don't want to comment too much on this. I happen to, it happened Ooh. to pop on and I was like, Oh, I'm watching it. And I'm like, Oh, and they, they kind of gave some info about it. I think. Okay. So I'm going to lay off. Okay. But, my we, thoughts, but maybe we're on the right trail. Here. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't want to, I don't want to mess with it. Okay. But do you, you know, think we listeners. might be on the right trail here? Huh? Do you think we might be on the right road here uh, with what Brett? Yeah. Said? He, Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, You're definitely on the right path with the land. Okay. I, I, that's what I was going to, I think these are all, I think the question you ask in the beginning, Brett, what's the favor that only Mike can do? Originally, we are under the impression that what Milo wants from Mike is the 200 grand. He somehow wants Mike to get it back from the cops because of his connection to the cops. And is so, and is like blaming Mitch for it, right? Right. 
But it's obviously become something way more than that. He just took out two FBI agents, right? Like, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> burning his own. That was. That was crazy. And he's burning his own uh, organization, in a sense, parts of it with Iris, who has done big shit for him. Right. And now he's like mm-hmm. putting her down here. Like, this is this is this has to be way more important to jump to the end of the episode when Mike gets there and the bomb squad is there. And then he's talking to Kyle and he's like, what the, why the hell is he doing this? Like, this is not yeah, like cause, Milo. Cause he's not, he's like, he's not like a psychopath. He's evil, but he's not crazy. And so he's always calculated when he does something Milo. Yeah. Yep. So that's the big thing with Mike right now. He's trying to figure out why, why this, this is not stuff he does. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's finally Mike's got to think a little deeper now because this is unlike from, you know, from Mike, from what Mike said, Milo doesn't do something like this, like out of the blue, just so that there has to be something deeper. Definitely, man. And for me, I think in the context of this series, this episode and what happens here with Milo this is a huge turning point because and and we needed that scene. I'm gl- I'm so glad that Brett wrote in because we we needed that scene when B- Mike says to Kyle like why is he doing that? Yeah, he's not he's he's evil, not crazy. Like he's actually shocked that it would get to this level. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has his girl in there telling the FBI about all this stuff with with um you know senators and judges and all that and even their boss right yeah so <laughs> let me ask you this i'm trying to figure out this whole iris thing since we're here um and brett kind of led us to it a little bit um so iris is sent there to please mike probably to get him emotionally trust her that's her thing now mike from day one knows what's going on, especially when, you know, she came in the office or whatever, but he, even when it's like you're spending the night, but she let, he let Rebecca, you're staying too. I don't trust you. And he's like, not even a little, you know, so he definitely doesn't trust her. He know Mike knows who Iris is now. When Joe, the Russia beats the hell out of Iris, which was so painful to watch, mm. felt so bad for her. And just was like, they're doing it in order to get Mike's attention. That's what, and, and, and Joe, the Russia says Milo authorized this, whether he did or not, probably did. Cause I think my Milo's doesn't care about his women. And so that's the way to get Mike's attention because Mike's not returning his, her calls, yada, yada, yada. Now, did, do you think Iris expected to get beaten when she, after she got beaten, is she still like under, the Russian control and doing what they want. Or she's like, I've had it because the poor thing she's being told by everyone how to run her life, what to do, what's going to happen to you. She is totally like, can't even make her own freaking decision. She's being told. And I'm thinking the beating might've turned her to be like, you know what? I got to take, I'm going to screw them over. But at times when she's there with Mike, I'm like, is she, you know, the, the story of her parents, is that true? Mm-hmm. You know, does, did her dad really rape her? You know, assuming that's true, her mom kicked her off, the dad committed suicide. Uh, but is that, I don't know what to believe from her because I don't know if she's still playing the long con or if she's going to Mike's side or this is the whole game and, you know, to get to Mike. What are some of your thoughts, Axel? Well, I mean... That's that's exactly what I was talking about. They're they're really pushing this forward. And what appeared to me to be a long con that Iris was playing on Mike with Milo's participation with his I mean, his demand. Right. He sent her there. Turned out to actually be, I believe, a con on Iris. Where like um, it feels like Milo used basically his number one asset, which is Iris, 
Mm-hmm. Like even Joe was like, I don't even, you know, why is she in this town? He's so in now he's so scared of her in, in awe of her almost like, it seems like he wants Milo's attention from her. So she's so powerful. Um, I have to believe that her snitching on Milo to the FBI, if that wasn't real and she, and she went yeah, along right. with all of that and the beating, I, I mean, she did take the beating, right? She didn't say anything yeah. like Milo's going to kill you when he finds out you did this or so maybe she knew this was potentially part of what could happen to her in this situation. I doubt she had not been beat up before being having, you know, went through 26 like sociopathic leader men, right? Like business heads and judges and and like all these guys, like, come on. So I think that I, I, I don't know. Solo. It's a, who's getting conned? Yeah, the only the, the person who's really it's, getting it's conned a great is us. We got to figure it out. If you will. Um, it, 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 because at time going back and forth. Yeah, that's why we because, watch it, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough in. one. Um, but it, it, it's like because I'm trying to think the FBI. Okay, so they Milo had you know has a tracker in her. Was we find out when Mike goes to meet him at the park. You know, I was going to meet him and they're like, how is he going to talk to you? He goes, ah, I want to figure out. I told my wife, I said, FaceTime, you know, and sure enough, it was <laughs> but uh, when they so, when they showed the um, what, guard. So I, uh, I'm assuming uh, they took Iris. Yeah, because she's not there. So they must have took her back. Or did she get away? Um, uh, that Well, that's the, she did. That's the <laughs> question, right? That's the question of what happened. But I would say when they did that FaceTime thing. And they and they showed that guard up on the tower. I thought yeah. for a second that like the guard was gonna like motion to someone, and then Milo was gonna like rappel down. The, <laughs> like, yeah. It's gonna be like Sansa. He's gonna Sansa like, coming down the wall, right? Come, come with me. Um, but it, but uh, they that was funny. That yeah, it turned out it was FaceTime, and he's like he's just kind of like crouched over there, and Mike doesn't even want to look at it, but. Yeah, Solo, I mean, that's that's the general question here is what's going on? Because, uh, you know, I, I would be surprised that Iris would take a beating like that knowing it was a part of what she was doing. But we also, she seems to be so powerful in the organization as well. But... He, I mean, she's still like you said that it, it there's it's different. She's a woman, so what we've seen from Milo is that she's going to be treated like you know she's a his to do what he pleases with. But I almost have a inkling that like she's somehow in charge or really is Milo's main woman or partner or something like that. I could see that just as much as I could believe that she did decide to squeal. And snit, because that's the thing. One of the things about this episode I want to ask you is we go from she shows up beaten, Mike, where are you going to stay? Hey, we'll stay here. And then the next thing you know, the FBI is there and she's interviewing and pointing, you know, and Mike's like, we got to print out. He just all of a sudden comes up with the idea. Right, right. They never have a conversation where Mike says, hey, look. Are you ready? If you flip on Milo, I mean, they kind of do. She's like, I just won't be safe anywhere. But I yeah, just. Yeah, he always knows where I am. Yeah, it just seemed like. And doesn't she know that she has the tracker in her? See, that that's what confused me. Because I'm like, she knows she has the tracker. So she knows. I mean, was OK. So was that one FBI guy, the asshole one that left? Was he in on it? And had she slept you know, Mike, with him before? She, yeah, where's this guy? The cars are there, but he's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they do have a tracker. He knows you got mics, but how would the tracker won't tell you if you're getting interviewed by the FBI? So there must have been a tip off. Uh, that guy must have tipped Milo off. Yeah. That asshole FBI guy because he wasn't there, dead. Well, he was yes. gone. That's what that's what kind of clued Mike into what was going on. Right, right. No. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. 
exactly when he told Rebecca to run. That was a, what a moment that was. I'm like, no, Rebecca can't die. I love her. (laughs) And and like the whole thing takes off running. Yeah. It was really set up great. I think what I didn't expect this at all. I still was expecting coming into this episode. I was like, okay, you know, Mike is going to walk out of the, office and iris is going to be there a little drunk and she's going to flirt with him and he's going to agree to sit down with her and then i had no the way that this played out pushing it along i eventually thought it was going to turn and remember i said it where like she's going to threat she's going to need mike to protect her from milo right which is a which is what happens that's why i'm like i don't know i I mean she is she because and Brett mentions in his email, what's the deal with the buttocks bruise? Was that foreshadowing that she has a locator in her body, or is there something else she's hiding from Mike? And I think the idea that that's the locator that they put it in her like that morning or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or I don't know, like soonish, um, is an interesting idea that this became the plan right after like Milo was like, baby, I'm sorry to tell you, but you know, (laughs) we're going to put a fucking hammer on your hand, you know, because, and we got to put a tracker in you and we're going to, I have a feeling the tracker was already in there though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it would have been right. Like, I mean, he makes reference to it later. (laughs) The big question is when she caught, when he calls Iris, do they do they say where are you or do they know she's in New York? Because that would answer it. Because I can't remember. It's like where are you? I'm in New York. Well, you need to get here. Or do they call knowing she's in New York? Well, I think that they would know, right? Well, I they think, would know yeah. anyway. But tracker wise, mm. they would really that's, know. You know what I mean? That's where I. That's where I come my with my alternate theory. That if she is in on it, she is a bigger part of the whole You're thing. Right. That's, yeah. you know, so that's the only reason why I would say her tracker, her bruise was bigger and whatnot because she had to have the tracker put in later because she didn't have one because she w- didn't need one because she was part of the like a team, mm. you know, well, she they wasn't put the tracker just... in that one girl. Yeah. They put her in the one girl like near yeah. her appendix. Why would they put it in her ass? See, that's a different, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I just think think maybe there's different rules for her, you know? Well, I think the bruised butt thing could be, I don't know. I I don't think it's related to the tracker personally. Oh, okay. I just think. Okay. Yeah, no, I think something, because she's like, oh, I don't know. It's like maybe when I fell, I hit it. So that could be it. Maybe, maybe that or, is an indication of her priming herself up for getting the shit beaten out of her by, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, sometimes, yeah. That, I mean, that know, is an option. I don't know. That is an option. Maybe she hurts herself. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe she likes getting. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get too. That's another. I mean, thing. in a, a, maybe, maybe that's her thing, and or I, I. The only thing is, if I'm, if I'm going there that I'm with you. She's bigger in the organization. She knows what needs to be done. And yeah. she knows what she's going to go through. That's that's what I mean there. Not necessarily she likes it per se, um, but she likes, I mean, she has to, you know, you got to make it look real. You can't yeah. just go there with the arm. Like you know, even when that uh, FBI lady's taking pictures of her, treating her like crap, which that bothers me too, just like treating her like a suspect, not a victim. Um, but like, you know, they're like, well, just, you know, the arm's not going to, and then she lifts and sees all the bruises. Whoa. Um, so, uh, I, there, she might, ha- might have done this in the past. Who knows? Yeah. They, that's why, a, that, you know, that's, so, I, so I think that's an intro, you know, Hey, listen, I'm going to listen to you from now on. So I'm going to listen to you <laughs> instead no, of one out of four, instead out of one out of four, I'm going to do two out of four. Okay. So this is the okay. second one you get this episode. Now I'm going to listen to all the time. I like, I think you're, you could totally be right. And another aspect is for us to just go back and think, 
no, she did turn and they have her and, you know, but I just, I, I'm so hesitant to go down that road. <laughs> I feel like almost I know, a I know saying it out loud, but this show has showed us that, um, they're, they're thinking a few steps ahead. So I, I want to give Iris, I want it to be that secret thing where like, she's more in charge, you know, or uh, of something that yeah, cause he, yeah, connected. Cause to even re- right. Cause even Rebecca says like she, she, everything Mike told her what to say to cry. She nails it. And Rebecca's like, I even believed it. Like, mm-hmm. so she, she, she's so there's so many back and forth. Like you want to believe her, you feel bad for her, but then you're like, no, I don't know if I trust her. It's the whole play axel's long con so uh and, that, the, and again i like the fact that we don't know yeah i mean maybe she's how about this solo maybe she didn't sleep with any of those dudes she just slept with that one dude we saw and that's milo's boss <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or something like, you know right. like i don't know like it's totally i i think that they have crafted a very interesting character here and um you know, it really is some great acting by Emma Laird. Uh, she really, really I mean, the thing all I wanted to mention that part when she's at the strip joint and all those like kind of nerdy dudes are like just giving her <laughs> all the money and all she's doing is just standing there kind of looking at them and thanking them being like this I know, I know. like little wood nymph type like creature just kind of prancing and and uh, I have to say, um, I think that that is really interesting and I think could be totally realistic because I've always been one to be at a strip club thinking to myself, have you, you've gone to a strip club before, right, Solo? You know, it's funny. We've talked about this on some other pod. Yeah, I've been to a strip club, but I've been, I've been there single digits. It was just, oh, for me too. whatever I'm reason, not, it was yes, never, not, never, strip club was never... No. I went, you know, the first time I went, I was a freshman in college because I never went. Been to a couple of parties, um, maybe one. I think my friends dragged me there on my birthday like 15 years ago. And honestly, that might be the last time I went to a strip club, you know. I just, I don't know, just didn't, doesn't really do it for me. No, and that's what I was going to say because it's it's like I've, I've found it to be. Now, look, I'm not, I mean, I've enjoyed seeing naked women. But I find it kind of comical. It's like so serious. And then you're in a room with a bunch of other dudes and you're like looking like what we're all just like looking at. The, it feel it just feels weird. Well, me. actually, Axel, the last time I was at a strip club is when I shot Devil in the Details and I played Larry the oh, Lizard. And I was uh, and I actually had to get a lap dance. And I remember watch dancing. That yeah. Was great. Dude. So so that was the last time it was. A, it was actually a good. That was great. It was a good. It was a good show. But yeah, no, that was the last time I was in a strip club. I was there for work. So yeah, but I have, but you know what though? I should say back in the day, Mike Hull and I did a fair amount of video for amateur strip shows. That was fun because that was just like people having fun and it wasn't, it wasn't so serious, but I think that the methodology here that she, uh, takes i think it would be successful <laughs> like i, I she really, has that look she has that it's just it yeah, makes sense. and it's it like, really does the guy it who really you does. wouldn't think be and, and they cast some dudes looking there who look like they wouldn't be at a strip club you know what i'm yeah. saying so it would like it, it actually, looks like someone to pop in feel a little nervous but yes. then is, gets really attracted to her and stays exactly. and pours all his money out for and her. she's or not she's intimidating she's not right she's, she's not, not shoving it in their face she's just kind of standing there meekly you know I, that would be like a thing like in a japanese strip club or something like that you know what i mean like that oh, interesting yeah yeah, totally. More All right. Respectful kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we went down like a 10 minute strip club conversation. Who knew? <laughs> hey, who knew? It, it happens here live on the DVR podcast network. It's strip club. Feeding the bear. All right. Feeding so the, the Iris thing, we went through, we talked about it. I mean, I think that um, we're going to see what happens. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think so. I, I think we will. It, you know, is my, is it a con? Is Milo really gonna, you know, pluck every feather from her? 
Um, did they get, did that one like quick night of intense, like hero say her, say him saving her trap Mike into this. And I just want to remind us too, that we talked about is that, did he get Mitch the same way? <laughs> right. Because well, with, with Vera. Exactly. Yeah. Cause exactly. that, you know, that thing, it, you know, when she, I tell you, when that first of all, she, he walks in, he's like, you know, Mike, go, go, go do your thing. I'll meet up with you. Like yep. there was definitely something there. And definitely, I mean, so, I miss Vera, AKA Evelyn Foley, yeah. AKA not Evelyn Foley, not Evelyn Foley, but there is something else going on there. Not only with the land and if there's more money on the land, what the land could represent, because we do know from the other of our uh, Taylor Sheridan shows, Yellowstone, we know that you could have like a land track and on it and then it's worth this, you know, millions of dollars, right? Because the government wants <laughs> to build a whatever here or they or they need to do this or the county is doing this. So is mm -hmm. there something is is everything that could it be that everything that Iris was doing, sleeping with all those powerful people connected to this? Is this like the total end game of everything? Uh, because there is also the, th the thing that I keep on having to point out. Milo is still in prison. Yes, right? he is. Like I, that's just one thing that I think we can't overlook that whatever he's going to gain out of this, is it going to get him out of prison? Is that something that's connected to it as mm. well? Or, and why is he in prison? If he's so connected, right. why is he in prison? So I do, I have to bring up those larger questions, which still, no, those are great me. questions, Axel. Yeah. And, uh, can we just take a quick break? I got a pee so bad. Let's do it, baby. I'll take a pee right. too. All right. We are back. We took a short little break there. Not sure if I'm going to have an edit point, so I'm just going to be honest about it. <laughs> As we Mayor were waiting, of I asked my wife, Perry, I said, hey, honey, do you have any theories? What do you think's going on with Iris? She goes, she's definitely in on it. And then I thought All to right. myself, killing the FBI people is a very, I, I thought maybe, no, I said to her. Because why would he have to kill those FBI people unless it was only because she ratted out that she had slept with all those people? Like, basically, what happened was not only did he know where she was because of the tracker, but the other FBI guy left the office, called Milo and was like, she's over here singing like a canary. You have no choice. I, I, got, I have to go in there and take them out. Or else mm. this information is going to get back to the FBI. So then I said, that kind of holds up that she's not in on it and goes against our theory. Because I kind of wanted to, you know, play devil's advocate on because sure. she agreed with us. So I'm thinking to myself now, coming back, that would explain the very rash decision to murder two fucking federal agents. You know what I'm saying? Like... That would explain it, that you would only do that because she actually did flip. Yeah, and that's she, a great point. So I think. just want to bring it up. Yeah. Just want to bring. All right. Let's talk about the prison, man. All right. Well, let's do it. Um, because that's what we start out with. I mean, this episode basically is two parts. The prison blows up. Mike goes and meets with everyone and then Iris. Right. So let's let's talk about the prison. Obviously, we see that the events of the earlier episodes of being tough on the prisoners and specifically throwing the leaders of the Crips into uh, like protective custody or ADSAC, ADSEG, um, wherever they, wherever that is, uh, in the little, in the hole, as they say, in the hole, yeah, has created yes. a power vacuum and everybody's pissed off anyway because they're not getting what they thought they would get for killing that dude for the cops and the riot breaks out of course what happens good old sam not such a good shot <laughs> so, 
oh, accidentally <laughs> plugs <laughs> the black dude th- who's getting uh, shit stabbed. Yeah, yeah, three times in the back of, and it's in the back too. So, um, and we see uh, lots of stuff going on in the prison with the guards having having talks with their boss. Eventually, Sam's getting sent to the women's prison, but that doesn't matter because Bunny in his conversation takes it to a whole new level, which is we're going to take this to, we'll kill that motherfucker in the streets. It doesn't matter where he works. Um, and which was an interesting thing. Cause I, I was like, that's something I had not even considered. Like, of course they could just kill him. It is, but that's, that would really like, you know, start a war outside as well as in. Right. What did you think of the, the riot, everything that happened in the, uh, in the prison, bro. <laughs> the prison, bro. Uh, no, the riot, riot, they would, it was shot really great. I mean, the guys working out. Yeah. I mean, they get into this fight. What, what a well orchestrated, like you almost like think they're really prisoners and they're like, all right, we're going to throw you in this show. I mean, what a great job at the realism of it. Um, it, 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 you know, felt Attica ish like that whole, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it felt re- freaking real. And, and that's one of the things about this show is it just, everything feels real. Like the wire did for me. Yeah. Um, you know, not saying the it's as good as the wire. It's got a long way to go in that respect, but I mean, it's been a damn good show so far, but everything is done, done right. And it's just like, it felt so real. I kind of lost myself for a little bit, man. You know, that's the thing about the show. I lose myself that this is real versus a show. Sometimes (laughs) I'm so into it. That's what Perry said. It's ridiculous. This is too much. It's ridiculous. It's too hot. It's too much for me. Uh, But I just have to say, man, drones have really changed television and brought to to the shots and technology, the shots that they can get now. Uh, and and be able to set up like a big set piece like that and show it with it high up in the air, the two factions coming together. And it, it was really shot very well. And you could really understand what was happening. Sometimes it can be hard to understand what's happening when there's so many people involved. But and when it all just fucking broke loose them shooting the tear gas in and knocking into some people and other people running away and then the way they just mm. stabbed the dude and it's a direct callback obviously to them stabbing the other dude right just like that that we oh, saw just like episodes the ago. fast like piranha yes piece. yeah that's just man yeah the whole oh. thing was but and hey We've been talking about this, that this was going to happen, right? We had thought that they were going to go, and he's not in this episode, I should say, but that it might have something to do with the depressed guard Ernie, remember, from last episode? Yeah. But yeah. it was just, they did it in- Vienna sausages. It might get worse with him, right? Like, that might be where it, like it becomes a full-fledged like prison riot, or they take over part of the prison. Who knows what could happen next, but- there's it's what we learn from the three conversations that Mike has is nobody's willing really to bend. It doesn't seem like it's going to no. get any better. And Ed's starting to piss me off because he's not seeing the big picture. No. There's a reason why he's a prison guard and uh, you know, he's just like, screw that. You know, I'm going to just got to give, you know, they can, you know, they, we can't give them nothing. And it's like, Mike's trying to help guide him, but he just won't. No, nope. won't budge. No, you know, tugboats, man. Yeah, that was a great. <laughs> While we were watching that, I'm I, I'm sorry, I laugh out of memory. Perry's like, "Where do you think those boats are going?" And I'm like, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" And she's like, "Where do you think they shot that?" I was like, "That's a good. That's, they shot it in Ontario. That that those boats yeah. are probably going over to where, like Michigan or something. That's like Lake Michigan, isn't it?" Oh, they're know. going through the canals and the I don't know Erie Canal and all that. <laughs> I'm stuff. terrible at geography. <laughs> anyway, they're going somewhere. Write us in at dvrpodcast at gmail Where are the boats going? But yeah, everybody says the same thing. He goes to visit um, with the Duke that I like to call him, and Duke. Uh, 
And Mike even says to him as he's leaving. I think of Moulin Rouge. Sorry. Oh. When you say the Duke, for some reason, I think of Moulin Rouge. Oh, that was great, man. Um, but as he's leaving, Mike says, new window will be here Friday. Yeah, that was great. So, so I guess he's paying for the window. Yeah, that's good to know, right? I thought that was a really good touch there. Because it, it's that's the thing is, as this is happening, and as Mike is meeting first, first with Bunny, you know, then with the Peckerwoods, then with Ed. I I can't help but just have to remind myself, the only connection that he has to any of this is that he is the wheeler and dealer. He is the middle point for all of them, right? And that's something that he remi- has to remind them constantly too, right? Like, unless you're paying me, I'm not taking a message. This is the way it works. You ask me right. to do something, you pay me, I do it, right? Like, I'm, yeah. I don't work. Like, he keeps on having to remind people of what his job is. And I think that's such an interesting aspect of this show that every episode he's got to tell someone, no, this is the way I work. Like, it's it's just an interesting and when we get to the conversation with Kyle and Miriam where she's like he's just a criminal it does he is real i mean honestly in the end he, he thinks not, like a criminal acts like yeah, a criminal she's right he is i mean he's not yeah. do he's not he does not really seem to be helping anything here and initially if we remember going back to Mitch's wake it was his idea to do this so he does, there is a responsibility yeah. that Mike has that I feel like I don't think the show has lost it because we see it coming back on him. But I really think this is just like he fed the bear. This is what you get. The bear keeps coming yep. back. Right. So, right. you know, but each one of he these scenes him. is fun, but nothing is accomplished. No. I mean, you told him what would happen. It's just building up, yep. building up. And, you know, they were in lockdown. That's what the people, they want the lockdown done because, you know, a lot of money's being lost. And it's, it's bad for business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's the big thing. And that was like even the subtlety of the Duke, like when Mike leaves, you know, they're, they're going back and forth and doing the thing. He goes, he's like, Mike, we got it. Seriously, we got to end this lockdown. You know, like he gave him that like extra, not like, hey, you know, I know we've been joking and busting each other's balls, and you don't want to do this, and I gotta, but come on, this, you have to do this. So, it'd be interesting to see if the lockdown does break or not. You know what I think is a part of the lockdown too, and they did actually mention this with in the scene with uh, Ernie that they get overtime for it. Oh, right? that's right. So the one of the things is that Ed wants this to continue because it makes their job easier. All the fucking criminals are just locked up. They don't have to let them out for dinner. They don't have to let them out to the fucking yard, right? And they need to, they're keeping more guards on hand because it's a tense situation and, and they're keeping them on later. Right. So I think that's an interesting point, and I think that comes up a little bit. Uh, I know that was that same episode. It didn't come up when they had the guard meeting today. I thought that was interesting. I, I, I like that they keep on doing that, giving us a little meeting. Michael Beach comes back. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Good like stuff, him. man. Good stuff. Hey, we did not get a mention of, I'm just seeing some things in my notes, no mention of the serial killer this episode, James Parker. Oh, yeah. Just just want to bring it up. Also, no Carlos. We saw Carlos get put in, but we didn't, yeah. we didn't see any Carlos in this episode. I thought maybe Carlos would be would have been a part of this somehow of this riot here. But there's definitely going to be a, a second part to what's going on at the prison that I think I would guess may involve these three people. Ernie, Carlos, James Parker. For some, you know, they're in their card game or I don't know. Like could something be. <laughs> 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 card game. This is like know, Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, they're just you stiff me on that one, son. You're cracking me up solo. Um, <laughs> all right. Last thing to say, we mentioned it very quickly, but I do want to just kind of go out on it 
is Kyle and Miriam having a very brief talk. Um, we find out that she knows about the officer-involved shooting, right? And according to the newspaper article, a lot of drugs were found at the scene. Right. Do you think that the and drugs... And machine guns. <laughs> yes. Do you think those were actually found at the scene? They might have brought them there, photographed them, <laughs> and then told them they were. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you that they can just make something look. I think that's interesting how we don't know, right? Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, Evelyn Foley was fine with it. Mm -hmm. Even the dude from the X-Files, cigarette man, smoking son. Yep. I think he, that's he, cool. he gets the story straight. Everyone kind of is in on it. It's scary. I, I um, like that aspect of this show, how that thing took up so much of an episode and then we get this kind of quick mention of it here um and that we don't really see it happen i i like i like that yeah and it also you know sets up the administrative leave but they're short staffed and then with kyle coming home miriam calling him out <laughs> your administrative leave your gun in your bed should be in the captain's desk or whatever like so you see her knowledge Yep. of protocol and everything being, you know, being living through it. Um, but yeah, that scene was pretty, cause you know, you only act that way when you're with Mike, you know, she really lays down and, you know, Kyle just wants to go to sleep. He knows she's right. But at the same time, it's his brother and blah, blah. You know, I don't know if Miriam got through to him this time. It was more of an annoyance, but it could be something where he processes it, you know, days later and kind of starts to, maybe pull away. I don't know. Or is Kyle getting sucked in to, to this life and, and doing what he's doing. So, yeah. um, and she brings up the kid, which is what we were talking well, about. Right. That was a big yeah. thing. Yeah. The, you know, you got, you got more than one person to worry about now. You actually got three. We're coming down. And, you know, and, man. Well, yeah. And, and if you, if you die, then your baby never has a chance, you know, or, or is the, the deck is stacked or she uses some line, um, you know, but it was just like, I think that might get through to him. Yeah. Uh, and I, hopefully it's not too late. She says uh, about Mike, he's always been a criminal. Yeah. He's always been a criminal. As we said, he's always a criminal. That's it, baby. Mike's a criminal. Will he go with bro? Will he stay with bro? Will he break off? I don't know. I got, I got to think that, I don't know if it's going to happen this season. You know, things do move rather fast, but I don't, I'm not sure. I got to think that there's got to be a kind of brother versus brother thing happening because also he does put Kyle in, in and, uh, and our man, Hugh Dylan, Ian in a awkward situation by telling them to just show up at the bar and then beat the fucking shit out of, uh, oh, Joe the Russian. Joe the Russian, you know? So what do you, they were not happy what about do you that. What do you think of that? I mean, it's the second beatdown Joe the Russian has sending his message back to Miley. <laughs> Even with Milo, he's like, are we just going to send messages back and forth? It's like, I'm not going to do your thing. And then, you know, I'll send you a message. But it, 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 it hits it, him again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just hits him. And Joe the Russian, even when he spits the blood and he looks around concussed, I wonder, he's like, uh, he's like, what the hell? I mean, is Joe the Russian going to stand for that? He's going to come after him, break protocol. I would think. I don't know. It's like, how can he take it? You know, I guess Milo says, you know, if he's untouchable, he's untouchable or yeah. whatever. But damn. Well, it was, he, it was not bad. Got to what see he deserved. Yeah, exactly. We saw him, what he did earlier, you know, it, it, what comes around goes around. Unless of course, Iris knew it was coming. And then in this case, he, he's just, he's the biggest schmuck of all Joe, the Russian. Well, he's the biggest schmuck. Cause as soon as you saw Mike walk in, he should have freaking stood up and yeah. At least get in a defense position. Yeah, Don't be like, exactly. oh, you got to frisk me now, Mikey. Yeah, I know. He knew what was going to happen. It's like, happen. dude, dude, he's not coming to see you to have freaking, you know, grilled, grilled cheese fries and a beer with you. Yep. You know, I don't know why I brought up grilled cheese. <laughs> I, know, but, I was wondering the same thing. Yeah, but okay. Maybe I'll cook one. Maybe I'll cook My one. My son loves grilled cheeses. But hey, do you. I got one last thing. Okay. But 
unless you got I got I just want to reiterate go reiterate this could call this is you know Mike was kind of pissed at the cops right you just making me do your shit all the time now they're pissed at him you're making us do this shit you could have got us in trouble is this kind of setting up the brothers being at odds with each other that's all I wanted to say go ahead my last thing, do you think, this is a very important question, Axel. So Mike's trip to Bunny's every time. Do you think it's a joke or like they have it, they, first AD has it. Okay, Mike, uh, Bunny's upset. You don't want to piss him off. You want to give him his distance. Pull pull up slowly. It's like, you want to get something from, run through the fence. Okay, we're going to drive through the fence. We're going to squeal. It's just for whatever, I'm wondering if, if by accident or whatever, the emotions of what the conversation's going to be. It seems like that car ride sets it up. <laughs> it, I, there has to be, dude. It's great. There's got to be a joke. And on YouTube, that, so. someone has to create an edit of the car pulling in over and over again. Right, right. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Oh, my God. Because it is all different ways each time, it seems. Yep. So it's kind of funny. I, 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 I kind of looking for that now. Get on that um, YouTube, youth. YouTube youth get to work. He yeah, beats him up. He beats him up at the Gaelic <laughs> dive bar. The Gaelic, I like that. Um, yeah, Mike Gaelic. Um, he was a good. Uh, wasn't he? A, he was a football player. Oh no, that's Mike Golick. <laughs> All right, we're getting fuzzy here. We might as well get going. This was a great episode. We had a lot of fun talking about it. Next week we're back. Gosh, we're gonna be up to episode. What this was episode six up to six. episode seven. seven, so we only got how many seven, are there? Eight, nine, ten. We only got four more ten. episodes. Yep, a lot could happen in four episodes. This show is moving pretty fast. Things are coming together. I'm just looking to see what's going to happen. You know, we are Mindhunter fans, so for some reason, I'm kind of caught on that serial killer. I think they're going to do something fun with that. I, I can't, wish, I can't I wait wish, to I see. I can't wait to see what happens <laughs> with that. But thank you, Gina and Brett. Then, bring it, then we'll bring in Nance and the crew. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Listen to Mindhunter, people. I'm going to start releasing. I got to start releasing those. Oh, remember I was going to kind of uh, try to hawk that and say, hey, everybody, go, go subscribe to Mindhunter. We're going to drop season two when we're done with this season. I am going to do it, though. So those will drop public. They're on Patreon right now. Um but yeah, thanks Gina, thanks Brett, and email us, people. We love to have uh, the next podcast be uh, again kind of led by feedback because that's awesome. We enjoy it. We enjoy you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thank you, Mister Omar, nineteen seventy five. You are the man, Mister Omar, and of course, New Orleans barrister. You get another shout out because you're awesome. Solo, why don't you take us out? We going to the Gaelic or the red carriage? Which one are we going to take you out? Bring the pecker. No, woods. man. The peckerwood peckerwood in. Yeah. No, the, the cracker. No, another battle. great cracker. Battle. Oh, my God. Here we go. We're going off the rails. Um, yeah, no. Great episode. Uh, I'm glad we got a good portion of this Irish Russian storyline because we, we knew it, they were setting it up. Now it's really starting to happen. I uh, hope Joe the Russian has good insurance. Um, I'm kind of upset. Iris is not making four grand a night, so poor club owner. Yeah, I know. Was it Gary? What's his name? What's the club owner's name? Yeah, I think that's his name, Gary. Craig. Craig. Yeah. Craig. You know, Craig's like, damn, there's my big breadwinner right now. So I'm thinking if he takes, if she makes four grand and they pull a half a side for the Russians, now does. Craig take a grand and only give her a grand if she makes four, you know, she's saying we're making them a lot of money. I mean, it's only been a few days, I think. Hey, in a year, they'd have back that 200 grand that Milo wants. Right, right. There you go. Look at you. If you added it up, you know, not counting holidays, but yeah, no, uh, great show. I look forward to next week. Um, and, uh, that's it. Yeah, man. I love feeding this bear. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Peace out. We're just going to keep, let's just keep talking. (laughs) I got blisters on my fingers.